Welcome to the Careless After Hours Podcast. Careless After Hours Podcast with your hosts, Evan Williams. Evan, really? And Cole Holly. Cole, where are you? Living life on the edge daily just to bring you good content. Not careless. Being here, being coming by, I don't know. Coming by. I always say coming by, but then you're always here. So it's like just a gradual way to say, I'm good. I'm happy to see you. It is I'll take it, I'll take it. March 26, 2019. We're at XSM Global for three careless, months in. careless After Hours. Shit, three months in. in. The year, it's scary. You can't even say three months in, man. It's almost four months in. Yeah. Because we're about to start month, April. Yeah. Three months are done. Yeah, that's a good, so, okay, yeah. Q1. Fucking nuts, man. We are one quarter down of 2019. So this is what I was thinking about, all the goals you set that you wanted to finish this shit in January and you still haven't got it done yet. Reality check. <laughs> you now have 75% of the year left to complete it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. I still see people, still see people posting, going to be a crazy 2019. I'm like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> there's talking about it and then there's being about it. Yeah, I know. I really tried to stop saying, like, this is going to be our year. Because it's like, then what have you been doing the last five years? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I, I found myself saying that. And then I'm like, well, what does that mean for everything else? I've been, like, was everything else just like, oh, that was fun. Now it's serious. Now it's my year. Like, now it's real. I don't know if it's every your year. Yeah, that's true. Some very few people blow up in one year. They make a lot of shit happen in one year. Long neck kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over, overnight. You overnight. have wide neck and long neck. Oh my god, wide neck. That's dude. Yeah. So you got wide neck is the black dude. dude. What didn't he get famous off a of mugshot? Yes. Like yes, it blew it up. It was. He, was in oh a my suit. god. Yeah. It was in a, oh, I can't open the cafe. <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't mean to be stingy on that. We're trying to cut oh, back on our know. audio. We're trying to make it sound good. That's for you guys. That's for you guys. That's for our listeners, because we care. Quality's number one around here. What were we just talking about? Oh, have any been eating a lot of ramen? The, uh, oh, God. We always go into the struggles of owning a small business. But it, I was going to say, it's kind of been fun. So the part I really enjoy in small business is the marketing side and being able to, to sponsor riders and blah, blah, blah is is fun. That's a very enjoyable part of it, being able to network with these bigger riders and hooking them up. And it's like a win-win. They help me and I help them. But to be able to do that um, as much as possible lately, I've been eating a lot of ramen. Ramen for days. Sacrifices, and, uh, man. Kraft mac and, mac and cheese. and The Kroger brand. Kroger brand. Ball on a budget. I've been trying to but do this. Wrong, I, I'll say this to my friends. But, oh, I saw you eat now. I will still go out to eat and I'll still buy beers and I'll still enjoy it. But when I'm home, I'll take those sacrifices. I'll take those sacrifices. But times with friends is, I think, important to me. That's how I enjoy it. So I'm still going to spend money there. But when I'm at home and it's like, mm, I could go spend $15 on a meal or get Postmates or whatever, mm, or just eat this 80-cent ramen. Choose the ramen. It opens up some opportunities. I'd say, yeah, because you kind of start off. And it, the exciting thing for me is, like you said, working with a writer, it's like, I can make an idea real. Like, mm-hmm. I can have an idea. Like, I can think of a T-shirt design, and instead of wasting my money on certain other things, I'm going to make this shirt real. So instead of going to buy, like, a new pair of sneakers or a new GoPro for myself. You know, certain people can justify these items. I'm just saying something personal for myself. A lot of people, they justify GoPro, so I'm not saying harping on buying an uh, action camera. I'm saying for myself, instead of, you know, purchasing an accessory or instead of purchasing a piece of technology that I can't justify through the business, I'm going to uh, put that money into, like you said, hypothetically working with a new athlete, sending them some merchandise and hope that that segues into some new opportunities, maybe buy some media equipment that it will change the podcast stuff. But yeah, staying away from some frivolous things that don't add value is definitely it's um something i'm more aware of and so yeah i will i will not hesitate to go out to eat i try to cut it like at least only eat out once a day because there's three meals a day it's easy for my fast-paced lifestyle i could eat out all three without even bad and then you're 40 50 bucks in oh yeah so you go out to dinner you get a beer and a meal you're 25 tip and then you go to chick-fil-a for lunch you're 12 or 10 or whatever and i would say my frivolous thing in like my biggest waste, but I justify it, is it is, is kind of going out that once a day. Because once a day, I'm at least running into someone like you, or I meet up with Aaron for dinner, Aaron Lowe, Steve Lowe. It's fast-paced lifestyle. Like, yeah. It's easy to just swing through the drive-thru and eat some food real quick. Well, it's also and kind like, of meaty. It's also like a meaty as far yes. as networking. Because there's some sort of ideas that we always discuss, and not like that's going to turn into automatic ROI. 
Um, but it's at least some sort of creative idea that I can justify. Yeah, we went to Chick-fil-A, but we talked about this. Or 100% worth it. Yeah. I went to Taco Cabana for dinner, but I met with Aaron Losey, and we went over from numbers of the last drift demo, and now we're strategizing how we're going to attack round one. So... I don't, it yeah, doesn't always have to be about business, but even, there's some sort even of... Even if it's not business-related, even just friends, I really will turn down a dinner with some friends. I don't yeah. know. I feel like there's value in that, uh, whether you're feeding your soul or your mind or whatever, but like, there's some value in that. You can't you can't sit at home and eat ramen three times a day. If you, if you could, though... I would. Man, <laughs> man, you could save some money and you... Yeah, it'd be very impactful for my business if I could not spend $30 a day on food. Yeah. What's the, yeah, 30 times 7, you're 210 a week. Shit, it adds up. You're 800 plus a month. Is that how bad it is? Yeah. You're talking, you're talking 30 a day, almost 10,000 a year in fucking food. Jeez, my my account over here. That's, that's rough math. Don't judge me, guys. That's, that's real rough. I'm probably a thousand or two off, but yeah, it's crazy how much, how much little things add up. You don't even think about it. I think like, it's weird too as a business owner. People think you're balling, but you're balling in weird ways. So it's like you. It's priorities. Like yeah, it's all it priorities. Is all about priorities. Yeah, because like you were talking about your bike. It's like, but all your money's in your bike. You know, you have a yeah uh, cost effective living situation. You have a roommate. Well, people like you've driven the same yes. vehicle for a longer period of time, so it's not like you're you know paying a huge car note. So it's people always message me like, dude, how do you like build a nice bike or how do you travel to these rides? Well, I like, started a company that I get the parts cheaper than the average Joe. Hence <laughs> the fact. That's literally, literally was a huge motivation in starting yeah. the motor store. I was like, I want a discount on all these parts. Like a drug bike. dealer of bike parts. Yes, and then here it turns it. Yo, know, I actually joke with that with my roommate because, as most of you guys know, I have a storage unit that keeps some of my stuff in, but I keep a lot of my stuff in my room as well, and I also drop ship a lot of stuff. But I feel come to my house and buy parts, and I'm like, I feel like a drug dealer. Like I'm walking outside collecting cash and giving them a part. Like I'm like, eh, it's kind of weird, but it's only sketchy if you're in like Gucci slides and yeah. like in a fucking silk robe. <laughs> Meet me around back in the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> I did have a neighbor one time come up, and the guy pulled up on a motorcycle, and the, this old ass dude comes up. He's like, "Do you live here?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> dude. I just I just came over here to hang out. Like, what the fuck? People are pretty stupid. Yeah. I've had my." No, sorry, I doubt any of my neighbors are listening. If you are, I apologize. But yeah, my neighbors are kind of airheaded. Like all the vehicles in our driveway are branded head to toe careless, and they're like, "I don't get it. Why are you home all day?" I'm like, "Uh, every fucking thing in the driveway explains why I'm home all day. I work. Do you notice I'm not ever here on the weekends? Like, do you see a pattern here?" <laughs> Like, I just don't get it. What do you do? Like, oh, there's a fucking website, like, six <laughs> so feet wide and along the side of the van, both sides. Yeah. Type it in. Yeah, it's eight letters, <laughs> followed by enter, and you'll find out exactly, like, there's damn near everything but a Wikipedia about us. I've literally had that happen oh. multiple times. Like, it was kind of, like, I don't know if they thought we were up to some shady shit, but they're like, yeah, you just don't work. I'm like, yeah, actually, I work a lot. Like, yeah. there's accounts out there that just have endless photos of what we do for a living, like, thousands of images that will explain explain everything people are um, oblivious yes very very oblivious the answer is not written out right there they are which surprises me because I just don't think like that but even sometimes I like to say like old people but there's a lot of young kids or kids my age yeah Um, I I still call myself a kid I'm 25 but it's all a perspective man you said priorities priorities and perspective yeah priorities priorities. but your priorities is a real thing I I, if I sacrifice and don't eat fancy all week and I eat some ramen then I can take these trips on the weekends then I can buy new parts for my bike, and then I can sponsor riders, and I don't know, it's definitely priorities. If you don't buy a six-pack at night and smoke a whole bunch of weed every single night, like, priorities, for sure. Not saying there's nothing wrong with that. It's It literally comes down to what what do you want. Yeah. Well, it's like, also kind of, to further feed on it, it's like, what are you willing to give to get what you want? That's all it is. Because certain people are like that. I think you really learn that in business. Yeah. You have to. I think you learn that in life. I think business yeah. allows you to learn it at a more severe rate. Because it's like you can learn it in life, but I think a lot of people lack being observant and self-aware. But in business, it's like you learn it at such a bigger degree. It's mm-hmm. like you learn the importance of certain things. You learn the severity of like the repercussions of not doing certain things or, I mean, just not having things properly set up or allocated or responsibility allocated. Because it's like you can trust a certain person, but it's kind of like what Gary Vee said. It's like it doesn't matter if Rochelle fucked up. I hired Rochelle, so now in theory, That's I fucked problem. up. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a by factor of my decision, so it's my fault. Mm-hmm. And that's 
that took a while for me. Like we did a huge, huge, like it was about a $5,000 vinyl job for installation and cost of manufacturing material. And um, we had a gentleman on our team use a bad X-Acto blade that the, so an X-Acto blade has multiple blades. You break one off, boom, you got a fresh blade. Well, the blade was broken off improperly. And so it had a chip in the blade. So when we scratched this glass, um, or when we were cutting the vinyl on the glass, it just left these gnarly, like four foot long scratch marks. Mm. And they were in some pretty usually, expensive vehicles. Usually the knives won't scratch the glass, right? Usually, but if the blade is um, not properly uh, broken off yeah. in a clean manner, it allows like a chip in the metal, which the chip in the metal scratches glass, provided if it was properly broken off, it wouldn't be that situation. So, um, Long story short, for the longest time, I, I wanted to blame this person. I wanted to, you know, kind of hold the responsibility like this is your fault. But essentially, it's technically it. really, honestly, my fault for not, you know, maybe this person wasn't aware of the repercussions. They thought, hey, break a blade, it's good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did I properly explain that? Did I check the blade? Did I? Um, but in the moment, like, you don't think about it until you, until it happens. Yeah. You wouldn't think, oh, the, he broke the laid off wrong you just oh i was just worried about getting the job done yeah. yeah and then once it all once it's all said and done it's it's um there was definitely a lot to be learned with that yeah. and, and for the longest time i really was like this isn't my fault i didn't improperly do that but it's like no but i did take on a vinyl job and i did allow these people to help mm-hmm. so by me taking on the job and putting them as a vinyl installer I put some under careless. Yeah, I put somebody in a position that they maybe weren't 100 percent trained for, and as simple as that sounds, there's a there's a lot of innocent decisions that led up to that that huge mistake, that huge setback. But that is what happened. Mm -hmm. I even took on a vinyl job that required a five person team, and I brought in people that weren't properly trained for it, and automatically put them to a higher standard that they weren't ready for. And I mean, with the same thing with the employee in this specific situation, they, I mean, maybe if even if hypothetically they knew it's not their responsibility, their care is done. Like they're getting hourly wage, dude. Yeah. Paid. Yeah. That's what I always think about. Even with the motor store, when say my supplier or somebody I drop ship a product from, they made a mistake. But in the, the end of the day, the person paid me. So I fixed the mistake or I take, I own up to the mistake, whether I, I did absolutely nothing wrong. I submitted the order perfectly fine and everything's right. But they paid me, so they're you're now in charge of taking care of that mistake. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And it's like, it's like I think being the business owner, it's like kind of that firefighter mentality. But it, to me, it's like some weird funnel that it doesn't matter where the problem's created; it all comes back to you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like what you had said with one of your suppliers. Without even saying the supplier's exact situation, they aren't properly putting out information about the products you sell. But when now Cole sells that product, it doesn't matter that the supplier messed up. As me, as the customer, I view that as now a funneled back byproduct of you not properly running your business. Mm-hmm. It's it's just nuts. Yep. But like Gary Vee always says, you that's what you signed up for. It's a funnel of negative shit. <laughs> it's a funnel of like the firefighter oh. is the the reference that I always go back to. Yeah, that just makes perfect sense. I see the firefighter because it's like, that's your priority. It's like, oh, I dealt with this. And then you turn around, there's like a 12-foot fucking flame behind you. <laughs> so I understand that. But like the funnel thing, it just fits it so perfectly. It's like, whatever happens, it's just going to slide straight back down mm-hmm. to you. Whatever that issue is, whatever the customer service recovery or whatever, the shipping or doesn't matter if it's UPS that doesn't drop it off or, you know, the label's not written right. It, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. man. It's coming back to you. Speaking of that, dude, I've had, I've had some issues lately with shipping companies, man. Oh, fuck shipping companies. Dude, yeah. I try not to say fuck shipping companies because they do take a lot of my packages to the right place on the right time. But when they fuck up, it kills you. It kills you. I, uh... I haven't tried twice to ship this same package to Sweden, and it just won't go there. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure what's going on. One thing I will say about international is that's, like, the biggest crapshoot, A. B is I found in a lot of our international is tough. International is tough, but luckily some of our international people they understand it's like yeah, it's like kind I of think, a fucking crapshoot. I think they deal with it often. Honestly, I think they're just used to like American companies are hard to get stuff from, and honestly, sometimes it's not necessarily us. I think it's their country that's being difficult. It is. It is. So I think they do kind of understand, but then for the ones that don't understand, dude, please be patient with us, man. Because yeah, I have same issues all the time. Or you, let's say you order on the eighth, I'll ship by the ninth or tenth, mm-hmm. and then it fucking sits in customs for like a week and a half. It's like, yo, dude, I dropped that off within 48 hours, man. It's, yep. 
it's out of my control. And then you look for an update, and it's like, oh, sitting at processing plant. Like, what does that even mean? I have that right now. That's where this package I so waiting to be processed. So the tracking never updated, and it just showed back up in Texas. I'm like, yeah. what's going on? So I try to ship it again because, and like, at first, at first, the USPS claimed um, the customer never picked it up. So I go to my like I'm pretty sure I he the did. tracking number and it's stuck in Jamaica, New York. I'm like, well, that's where the tracking number shows it. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. But then I also learned maybe USPS they don't update after it leaves the USA. So we really don't know what's going on. So but the same shit. It's still stuck in Jamaica, New York, and the guy hasn't got it. And I'm sure I'll get it back here eventually. You okay. hope. I hope. Yeah. But now I'm two thirty five dollars shipping charges in. That's great. <laughs> you, and you know what's the sucky part as a business owner? You like I write it off as a win as long as I get my product back because yeah. we have that happen. Yeah. Because like I think it was literally Cowie Brock. Fucking shout out to Cowie Brock. I love you, homie. Um, he ordered some stuff to us and we sent it in two packages. And like let's say one package value was like twenty dollars, the other one was like one hundred and fifty dollars. Sent them both at the same time. What do you want to guess? The twenty got? Oh, the twenty dollars. Oh yeah, all day. Yeah. Smooth as fucking smooth as butter. Like and it was shipping from Texas to Oklahoma. So really not that far. Yeah. Really not that long of a distance. And, I mean, I'm telling you, for like four or five days, he only had the... He's like, bro, are you sure you said I'm like, dude, I swear to God. It's like, of course, this fucking cheap package would show up, but the one that really matters, that has the custom merchandise, that has the expensive merchandise, is like up in the air. And yeah, in that situation, did I'm it, like, just please come back. Just please come back. There, did it, it did get back? there. It's just mind-blowing how they got separated. I've had some packages completely just go lost. Yeah. Honestly... I, I, I know people work for USPS, so I appreciate y'all's service. But sometimes I, I wonder if they're just like, there's, hey, what's our budget quota? We're down 20%? Yeah, we're just going to send that one back and get double the postage. Or fucking, yeah, just. Or some dude's <sighs> like, he knows what it is. It also happens to shake the box. Yeah. And just like, I'm going to see what's it's in like, this yeah, one. It's my girlfriend's birthday coming up. Yeah. What can I get? That's one downfall, I swear. And that once we, it's once he's driving the truck around, nobody fucking knows. Oh, well, dude, their insurance policy is oh, BS, one's right there, yeah. they're, they're just like, oh, yeah, you got tracking on that? Like, yeah, it comes with insurance. Like, okay, so what's the tracking saying? Like, oh, it says not delivered. Like, okay, that's all we can do. Yeah, sorry. Like, it's literally like a weird myth. It's like a black hole. It's like. I've never got money back for insurance. Oh, I've never, yeah, never, <laughs> ever, ever. Out of all this shit. I got lost and they told me to fuck off. Pretty much. And I was like, should I call? He's like, no, you're wasting your time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. It sucks because I feel like we have more problems because we brand our packages so well. Oh, yeah. It's like they make it right exciting. Away. Yeah. Right away. And I swear, we have the worst luck at apartment complexes. I don't know if it's just yeah. like the corrupt, so it's not necessarily the mailman's a bad guy. But I think when you start mixing apartment numbers in there, I've yeah. had some issues with that. Even when I got a, bought a GoPro they forgot the apartment number and somehow it got shipped to my billing address in Michigan. I don't know. Thankfully, I knew the person that lived there still, but... That's weird. They just took it on their own. FedEx FedEx or GoPro took it on their own to send it to the next billing address. Don't know how... I really don't know. So then I called FedEx and I'm like, well, we'll try to go to the person's house and pick it up. I'm like, yeah, they're going to give it back to you? Absolutely not. Like, like, oh, you're looking for this $500 pack that says GoPro? Yeah, I don't have it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Huh. I was like, so you're telling me I didn't steal anything? So then, they, <laughs> then they said they would pay for it, but um, yeah, I never got a call back. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, still waiting on that <laughs> like, claim. Thankfully, I knew the person and then they sent it to me, but yeah, some shit. That's wild. They get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, these shipping companies, man, I think it's just because they're dealing with so much masses, they really don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And I, I get it. Like, business ain't easy. Mistakes happen, but... How do you get on that Amazon status, dude? They had a truck driving around on Sunday delivering packages like it was fucking Christmas season. So Amazon... And I don't know the full details, but I've I listened to a podcast and heard them talking about it. They now offer uh, an option for you to, like, start your own business, go buy 10 vans, and you now are a delivery service for Amazon. Here's some stickers to put on it, and now you show up at Amazon every morning and you deliver Amazon packages. What? Yep. So that they're using other people now and letting them start their own small business. But the podcast I listened to said Amazon's winning. Like oh, said, of course. They said yeah. you're not making any yeah. money on it. It's Perfect. like driving for Uber. Like You think you're making money, but you're really not. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is still pimping us all out. Yeah. That's Amazon crazy. kills it. I literally, I, I was walking my dog the other day, and I, I promise you, I can't even like accurately depict it. I watched an Amazon guy; he was hauling ass, didn't shut his door once, jamming music. So just to paint the picture, dude's like no fucks given, driving the they Mercedes. All, they drive fast as oh, fuck. Oh, dude, he literally was 
fucking put in park, floor it like five houses, <laughs> yeah. throw it back in, or he'd throw it in drive, down the street, four or five houses, throw it in park, run out, do, doesn't even shut the door, sprints to the house, throws it, halfway takes a picture, runs back to his truck, oh, yeah, throws it in drive, fucking left side of the street, throws it in park. I'm like, literally, I watched the dog, and like it was like he was going the same route I was, and had to have hit like fucking damn near five houses. I'm like, all the same day. All these people within a certain, we'll say they within 12 hours, all these people got similar style products because it's not like one dude ordered Monday, one dude ordered Wednesday, one dude ordered Friday, and one dude ordered Saturday. Like, that is all, yeah, or within the day before. They had to have been packaged within a certain time frame to get sent to this zone. how fast they get it done, dude. I don't know. Same day delivery blows my fucking mind. It's just, it's literally like. Them trucks are going in and out of there nonstop all fucking day. They got like, like like casinos put like extra oxygen in there. They're like putting cocaine particles in there. Dude, something. Jeff Bezos got it, a new printer or a new filtration system. He just installed yeah, all those factories. Pumping Adderall through the dude. No <laughs> shit. I swear to God, I was watching this dude. And like he literally, I don't think he quit moving like for fucking so, point two seconds. And he was just didn't even shut his door. Like he was moving so fast, he just barely even pull over to the side of the road. And he probably did that to like six neighborhoods. Unloaded his van and went and put. Put, fill that bitch right back up. This dude I talked to, he worked for FedEx first and then Amazon afterwards. Yeah. And he said he delivered three times as many packages in the same amount of time with Amazon because the process was so much smoother. They had everything, whether the route was better, I don't know what they did, but everything was so much smoother that he could deliver three times as many packages as he did for wild. FedEx. But also weird. So I'm guessing I'm guessing he doesn't work for actual Amazon. He probably works for one of these other new small Consignment, businesses that yeah. has the vans or whatever. But he said... You show up, and if you show up late that day, you don't get it. You don't get a route. You just go home. He said the first ten dudes get a route, and if you're not one of the first ten dudes that show up, they have fifteen employees or whatever. First ten get a route, and the other dudes don't. Because he's like, one day uh, I was talking to him, he's like, I don't feel like working today, so I just show up late. Because you still got to show up. They said otherwise you get fired. But he said he's just, oh, I just show up late and I don't get a route, so I don't have to work that day. Hmm. I was like, that's interesting. That's a millennial mindset. Like, I don't think that would have worked ten years ago. No, no. People like I don't know. I feel like there's always been lazy people, but that's definitely mm. there's definitely one. But people mindset. had more drive. I think millennials have this like I think it's co-responsibility on our parents' generation that are going to bail us out. That's what but it's think. like I think people always think, oh, I'll make it work. Back in the day, people were like, oh, I need to save, or I'm trying to buy a house, or I'm trying to buy my first car, or I'm trying to fucking save up to have a kid, or I'm trying to save up to start this fucking vacuum business. We, but kids these days, they're like, we definitely oh, I'll have make more it work. fun. We have more fun, I would say. I think we justify it as more fun, but I think we have a lot more negligence. I really, I don't classify that as a good character at all. Like, that's really not a healthy thing, and that's not scalable. Yeah, 100%. I think back in the day, people, work was the main priority. I think people aren't growing up, and that's an issue. Yeah, no, definitely not growing up. Because what happens when our parents start passing off, and I hate to say it, but let's fast forward 20 years, and a lot of these people haven't grown up. They're not self-reliant. Um... I, they don't know how to, like, just handle a lot of these things. And I find myself, like, I'll have issues pop up, and my go-to is I'm going to call my mom. Like, I had the thing pop up with Square, I'm going to call my mom and get her opinion. Or even if she's not going to fix the situation, I still want to get her opinion. Yeah. And as an adult, it's like, at what point do we start taking on more of these tasks? Because I just see, I, I find, I think I'm too reliant just because I want to get her advice. And I, yeah. I, I think even a lot of people are in our field, they're like, oh, my dog's sick, my parents got to pay this vet bill. It's like, it's your dog. You know, and I'm not against it. That's great. You have parents like, that can help. They, I, I respect they bought that. They the dog in the beginning yeah. knowing that their parents would help if something happened. Yeah, and it's just like, I mean, I got friends that we all have them, but it, and I, I respect it. I say I respect it, but it's like, you can't always, you drive a car you can't afford, so what happens when the maintenance pops up, you know? Go to daddy it, and mommy. Yeah, and I respect the, the fact yeah. you have help, but it's just like, there's a pattern that we can't see this as the ultimate solution. Like, at some point... We need to start acting like it's more okay. ownership. It's not and okay. That, my, that type of work, though, like, my, my type of work, it just promotes that, though. 100%. My dad has helped me a lot, but I have never asked. I've never asked. Yeah. He's helped willingly. He's never. I've never said, hey, dad, I need I need help. I need some money. Like, no, that never happened. Like, I'll be going to my fucking homies first. Yeah. I'll be selling some shit. Check me on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like, I'm selling my fucking $6,000 motorcycle, yeah. and then I'll go make it happen. Like, when my truck blew up, sell a motorcycle. Like, you know, yeah, no shit. Help. Like, you make it happen. Just fucking Uber myself. Right, you just make it happen. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I can think about, uh, not even homies. I Most of my homies in Michigan, they're, they're doing okay. Some are doing real good. Um, but I can think about people I went to high school with that in Michigan especially. In Texas, I think 
everything was a lot better. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I feel like a lot of people are more independent, whether they're making more money or smarter with their money. I'm not sure. But I, I know a large handful of people that are same age as me, 25. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it because there's certain situations where it's okay and it's better for them. But like, they're still living at home. They're still trying to go, go to go through college. Like they do a class a year and it's just like, when does it click that, yo, this doesn't work. You're going to be 35 getting your bachelor's degree. Even the further defend those. And moving out and still not getting a job. And I know people have been unemployed for an extended period of time. They're like, you know, it's too hard to get a job. You're like, what? I couldn't drive 10 minutes down any main road and not see apply inside. Yeah. Now hiring. Needing but, assistant. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. It's real hard if you're scared to walk in and say, hey, can I have an application? Shit. Or I am get on LinkedIn and you're scared to fucking type it out. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, that is a huge point of frustration. And then when you yeah, hear these, these parents, people are these just in a are, bottomless pit of excuses, the parents are allowing that though. Because if you if your parents said no, go to the fucking streets. Like, I'm not giving you a roof over your head. But do you kick your own fucking kid out your house? I don't know. That's fine. That's a tough line. I don't know. I I understand the parents are allowing it, and there's certain things I don't see eye to eye with my parents and their parenting style towards my sister. I think, um, I don't know. I love my sister. I just, there's certain things we all don't see differently. And, you know, even my sister being older, I still feel like she gets a little bit more of like, uh, treated like the younger one, if that makes sense, respectfully. So there's certain things I can disagree with. And it's just like, as much as I, you know, I want to say it's the parents fault or the parents could do something differently. Obviously the parents aren't going to change and the parents, I hate to say it, but they're not going to be around when the price comes to pay. So no, no, you can keep you can keep blaming the ref, but who's the one paying the price, man? Like, and I I think Gary was like, "Yeah, we need to blame the parents," but it's like the parents have already done this. Like, the parents have already raised you. You know, it's too late. You're coming up on mid twenties, thirty years old. Like, even if the parents did open their eyes and have this epiphany, what's going to change? You now have a a sixty year old parent that understands they weren't doing parenting right at thirty years old. That's great. Cool. They're not gonna be a parent again most likely, so they can be a better grandparent, but that doesn't really evolve into a definite change until the person that's actually the problem realizes this issue. Yeah, and and you you have to fix yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I just even when I hear Gary, because Gary V does kinda oh blame the parents, it's like that's not gonna fix the problem. No. I guess yeah, in my mind I'm thinking like but nobody, nobody will do it. But if your kid lives at home and doesn't have a job and they're 27 yeah. years old, you, you kick them out to the streets. But nobody's going to do that. Because when you're living on the streets and you can't go back to your home, but they probably just go to their friend's house or go to their grandma's house or wherever next. But and like, do you want to make your kid homeless? Absolutely not. Like, yeah. When your kid's 27 and doesn't work and smokes weed and plays video games all day, like there's an issue. It's crazy. I, I just forgot know. the percentage. There's like the number of millennials that live with family assisted style living is like literally, I think, over 50%. Yo, but yeah, I agree. I, I believe it all day. But the 100 back in the day, I don't know how they made less money. Correct. Like, things, I know exactly. Things, but we have we have all these crazy bills now that kids didn't, but, yes. didn't have. Like, they didn't okay. have cell phone bills. They didn't have a Hulu bill and Netflix bill. And that's an option. But mm-hmm. cell phone's a necessity that's a good in point. today's society. But they didn't have. They didn't have these extra things to pay for. But I think they always had the urge to save and build. Yeah. There was more value. Or there was back then. I don't there, know any There was value money. in saving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody saving money. I mean, I'm, I, I, I can tell you, like, for a couple people I know that have some money in the bank saved up, like my age. But for the most part, or like, they bought a house, saved up and bought a house and spent their large chunk. But... For the most part, I don't know too many kids. Like, I don't know if I should say save. Maybe I should say invest. Any form of investing. Because yeah. I don't have a savings. I invest in my company. 100%. Similar with you. Yeah. You don't necessarily have a savings. If I say go to the bank, you don't really have a lot to show in that department. But you would have a lot to show as far as what you invest in your company. So it's like yeah. any type of long-term planning. I can show you my home is a supermoto wheels. But yeah, no shit. <laughs> I have a lot of receipts from uh, fucking Five Guys. <laughs> and I have a cool collection of fucking magic cards. <laughs> a lot of fucking roaches in my ass. No shit, dude. We <laughs> got Max O'Cream music video on this bitch. <laughs> roaches in the ashtray, roaches in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, it always makes me wonder if I want to have kids. I don't know what it's going to be like in 30, 40, 50 years. 
I just think like if our companies continue to be successful, like imagine how many, because I already kind of feel like a negative bogged down by people that just want to leech off of my work and my labors. And when I'm trying to, I guess, slowly segue into if I already see this as an issue and we're not even like to the halfway success point of where I strive to be, imagine if I do start to make strides in that direction, our generation's getting older, how many more hypothetical like leech style relationships and just draining style friendships are going to be more of a prevalent issue i think it's going to be a real issue because people i think and i think people already see that that hit real success like i would say these rappers and stuff they're like high school friends are probably like trying to tag right along but i've heard meek in a couple interviews he says dude just like you get rid of them he's like as bad as it sucks your circle gets real small because he said everybody that's all they just leech they just come for the money I forgot there's an ASAP Rocky Snoop Dogg video I want to show you after this. Okay. It really pertains to that. It's it's yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, it's it's something that is it's it's definitely something I try to be more aware of on a regular basis. But it's it's like one of those things that it silently drains you and you like don't even realize and when you realize you're like having to deal with the reality of like the actual repercussions of that long term effect, just like kinda of going through that because you know, you keep you were like I was making excuses for certain people and trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and you know trying to like say oh you know they're working on getting better and then when you finally like catch up you're like no they they don't even strive to get better they just want to continue like right, if if they couldn't handle coattails. it when we were in year one two and three and I had to baby and do them then and when we're in year five six seven eight nine ten then like I can't keep babying them and they obviously couldn't catch up in one two three when we were doing basic car meets and basic bike things now that we're trying to sell. Wholesale. We're trying to do business to business transactions. We're trying to do like contracts and shit. Like, shh. yeah. I expect them to catch up all of a sudden. Not gonna happen. Yeah. I think some people got it. And some people don't. Which is sad. And when it's when it was your high school homie or whatever, it gets tough. But easy to make excuses for those people, unfortunately. Yeah. Like you, you, we say this because we want the best for everybody. Yeah. But you gotta look out for yourself. Definitely gotta look out for yourself. I was thinking about that. Do business only gets harder? Like people always think, oh, the money makes it easy. You start making money, it gets easy. But I'm I read an article last night about Facebook. Um, Mark Zuckerberg had to fire his number two or three guy. I, fuck, I forgot his name. You guys could all look it up. Something Cox, I think. But it was his like product manager. Like he was the dude in charge of putting releasing new products like Instagram and like the new features in Instagram. Blah blah blah. Like he was the he was the guy. But and he worked there I think ten years. And they agreed, 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 and then they one thing. I think Zuckerberg wants to merge WhatsApp, Instagram Messenger, and Messenger all into one platform. And he was like, "No, I'm not. I don't like that." So he leaves. He's gone. You're number three guy, and he's gone. So now you have to find somebody else to fill that role because of one disagreement. But as if, if you let him stay, now you as a CEO and your vision is not happening. You're you're doing what he wants to do. So, they're probably real close, too. Like, they're probably real good friends at that point. Been working at Facebook for 10, 15 years. And you're like, sorry, one disagreement. You got to go. You know what's even more crazy is because you kind of get on this high of, like, making decisions and your decisions led to this. So, like, at what point do you back your decisions versus, like, really try other people's decisions? And then it's, like... What trying those decisions has certain repercussions and sacrificing your original mission plan. That's that's a whole yeah. You're right. That's a whole yeah. wild scenario. I would not know how to deal with. Yeah, like it's harder. Yeah, I'm just mad. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Like the beach, the low shit that goes on behind the scenes. Firing your top couple guys because you need to make Facebook completely different. Like Mark Zuckerberg's worried about privacy and because that's the main issue in the news <laughs> i don't know if he's worried about privacy i think he's worried about the fbi investigation that's what I'm saying. he's worried about something coming out and getting in trouble uh, he knows he has to make it right he's, now. yeah he's on quality control they've collected a lot of data that probably shouldn't have been collected or i think we all kind of had that i mean those things right now i'm sure but right. I, don't, I don't know i'm like fuck it like I'm not selling pounds and pounds of cocaine or kilos or whatever they call it. Or whatever. I don't even know what it's called. Clearly, I'm not fucking doing it. But I think if you're doing that shit, you guys probably should be careful with your cameras and phones and blah, blah, blah. But other than that, I think most people don't got too much to hide. That is wild. That's a whole new topic, though. That's a whole new topic. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy, though. Business, business only gets harder. It's fun, though. 
It's not a fun. It's got to be fun because if it's not fun, it's not worth it. Because it's definitely yeah. <laughs> the stress is real. My hairline's disappearing and shit. Yeah, people are like you always look tired. I'm like, oh, it's just stress. <laughs> like, I mean, I am tired. Yeah, but it's not the tired you see. It's just the the never-ending black hole of just fucking endless tasks that I. And never caught up on. <laughs> that was me at SVK. Someone comes up to me like, bro, you look like you're dead. I was like, thanks. Just thanks. So kind like, of you. Like, it is my first event. You know, it's kind of stressful. Like, making sure everything's in place. But And I'm riding and I'm not sleeping. And, but, oh, and running a business. <laughs> yeah. And dealing with all other stuff as well. Thankfully, thankfully, most of my customers, shout out to anybody that buys from the other store, um, 95% of them are very understanding. If I have a ride that weekend and I tell them, hey, I'm sorry, I was just, I'm getting caught up from the ride this weekend, blah, blah, blah. I was busy over the weekend from doing the ride. They get it and they're okay with it. A few will bitch, but for the most part, they're like, I completely understand, which is, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because I think a lot of businesses, like, they order on Amazon. They're not going to tell you, oh, I understand that you had SBK weekend this weekend. <laughs> like, they're not going to tell you that. But, so that, that's cool. That Why did cool. I not get my fish style uh, toilet seat? Oh, because you're uh, on a motorcycle ride. Yeah, right, right. So nice. that is cool to be able to be able to say like, give them the honest truth and be like, yo, I took the weekend off because we were at SBK doing an event. I would say R and D research yeah. and Yeah, it's not taking the weekend off by any means, but taking the weekend off from online sales and emails and whatever. Yeah, it's hard for people to fathom that. It's like they want to support the small business, but they don't want the repercussions of working with a small business. Because, like, the same guy that's like, yeah, fuck with y'all, y'all stay day one loyal, is, like, the same guy that's like, yo, where the fuck's my tracking number? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You ordered eight minutes ago, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I need a fucking shit. update, man. Oh, shit. That's funny. Small business problems. Yo, speaking of rides, we, uh... Oh, we got a busy weekend ahead. Yeah, we got it. The squid ride was last weekend. I missed the main ride. It was a little bit of rain, but we had a solid-ass lot day. A whole bunch of killers showed up out there, and uh, we had a good hood ride on Friday. That was fun. Yeah, you got Curtis's uh, invite yeah. only. Yeah, invite only. I didn't get an invite, but I'll be there, guys. I'm sneaking in. I'm sneaking in the doors. <laughs> it's actually, I it's, it's free game. Anybody's lot I've heard now. I uh, I still have to find out the details myself on what day and place, because I, wasn't, I didn't get a golden ticket, but... Damn. Be riding around the streets of Dallas looking for looking bikes. Looking for the lot, yeah, looking for the lot. But I, the rumor is a whole bunch of big names will be out there, so that should be a good weekend here in Dallas for that for that event. That we're coming in from. We need to do a careless ride out soon. We do, we do. Um, you have to talk on that. Figure something out. Just not cool. leaving from Allen. So many rides in fuck. Yeah, definitely not leaving from Allen. So many rides in Texas, dude. Because I've always wanted to throw my own ride as well, but it's like fuck. There's a ride every weekend. Hmm. Maybe if we did one together. I think we could hybrid. Let's do it. People would show up for sure. If you can mix in a uh, a Maxim style couple hours before, I think that'd be real cool. And then like, um, as Pickles always said, is then you you don't put your name on the ride. Then a ride just happens to be leaving from the meetup spot that day. Well. Alright, well we got some plans. Sorry, I'm jotting out. I apologize for the audio silence. Got some logistical plans in the works. So yeah, we got Curtis's invite-only ride this weekend. Careless is going to be out there. We're going to have a promo team out there. But I myself am going to be down in Houston, H-Town, sipping that dirty Sprite. Dirty Sprite? Hell yeah. In H-Town. That'd be nice, though. I, uh, double I don't even know. Yeah, is that we after hours, office hours? What are we? <laughs> We're in between hours. Yeah, are we in between <laughs> We're hours? We're in a transitional in period. I've, I've the boss honestly, is on a cigarette break. So. I've never never tried the dirty sprite in Michigan. I, there's some people fuck with it. It's called that Texas it is, tea. It's a, yeah, it's a Texas thing for sure. Yeah, te- if so, you're real hood, you call it Texas tea. Texas tea. Yeah, yeah. it it all came from Houston, right? The Houston uh, rap culture and yeah. Don't quote me. I'm sure it, it was you know kind of happened all at once everywhere. Yeah. But the Houston rap culture, the Scrooge and Chop music, really helped push that Southern culture, that slow music, just vibe with it. Swisher House is like the the capital of it all. So yeah. that's like DJ Michael 5000 Watts, Paul Wall, Slim yeah, Dog, Trick, Wall. and all those guys. Paul Wall was was pretty re- relevant in Michigan. He made his way up there pretty fast. I really respect Paul Wall. Yeah. He's super humble. And like hangs out in the exact streets that he's from. That's like, cool. That's cool. Fucking, I respect for that. Like dead center. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I'll I, be I in Houston uh, the weekend after. One weekend after. Oh, the No Joke Ride? 
the what? What'd you call it? The no joke ride? The streets don't sleep ride? Yeah. What is no joke? Oh, that's what they that's they, what they used, used to call, to call it? it. Oh, okay. Yeah, streets don't sleep. Yep, I'll be down there. That's be a good one. I'll explain that after. We'll explain that yeah. after after hours. There's a there's a story yeah. behind that one. Okay. But yeah, Houston, man. It's always a good time. Yeah, I like Houston. I love Dallas though. I love Dallas. But Houston's cool. How's Fight God doing after his incident? Because I haven't seen him post a thing about bikes. I yeah, I haven't seen him post as well about bikes. I'm not sure. I that accident was pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. I was watching. He post posts a lot of UFC stuff, so I hope he gets back in. Sounds like he's trying to get back in the fighting game. That shit's tough though. That's that's a tough game. You got to be all in. Hmm. Can't. I don't think you can be half ass in. Shit. That's gotta, not saying Fight God's half ass in, but yeah, I don't know what anybody's doing behind the scenes. I've gotten more interested in like UFC because I'm, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. So listening to him yeah, kind of talk about it, I always kind of put it in the back of my brain. But now like he gets more hyped on certain things. I'm like, fuck, maybe I should check it out. Yeah, I've never been huge into it, but I it's cool. I think I'm, I want to go to one live. I think that'd be real cool to go to a live UFC event. I'm down with that. Bro, we should bring our microphones just like do our own podcast. Like, this yeah. is the extra Joe Rogan experience, brought you to you by Cole and Evan. Yeah. <laughs> Cole and Evan. Like, hey, Joe, you, you want to be on my uh, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I actually hit up, his dog has an Instagram account, Marshmallow. No shit. His golden retriever. And I hit up their account and was like, hey, you should tell your dad, Joe, to be on our podcast. That's, like, totally, that's like, smart. wrote it as a joke. That's smart. It's got, like, I think 600, I think 600,000. I believe it. So I was right. like, it would be way easier to get a message through on that account mm-hmm. than most likely the other one. And, like, I saw a few pictures he posted. It was him that took it. But then the videos, I think, is somebody else. Somebody's running the account. Maybe. I think so. Maybe it's his wife. But there's a but few photos know, where, like, the dog was laying on the it. DMs. And I'm like, oh, there sounds you go. good. That's why I said it. And I try to be, like, kind of cute and funny about it. Be like, hey, Marshmallow, you should tell your dad, Joe, blah, blah, blah. So, we'll see. Dude, that's, that's literally, for all the people listening right now, if just realize there's power in the DMs. Yeah. There's a lot of power in the DMs. If you need access to some people, the DMs fishing. It's all fishing. Ninety yeah. percent of the time they won't reply. Yeah, but so it's easy to get but, discouraged. But that's. Yeah. I mean, even for that one, I was like, yeah, "This is random. No, try yeah. it." Like I'm not gonna say any names, but I just came across a guy that uh, I'm gonna work with on the motor store, and like I never thought I would get a reply, and he replied uh, yeah. thirty seconds on the DMs, and you're like, "Oh, well, it's kind of funny too. It's like you don't know where he's at in his life. He's on a fucking plane on his way to mm-hmm. whatever, and he's scrolling that hits refresh, and yours is the top he's one. He's bored, yeah, and just happened to you popped up at the right time." Yeah. Because I've had a few things where it was really awesome opportunities pop up, and I almost didn't even get back to the message. And, like, it was a time-sensitive thing where we were asked mm-hmm. to be a guest judge at an event, and I, like, looked at it, the thing, didn't really take it serious. And then by the time I clicked, I was like, holy shit, like, this is legit. This is, like, the actual company reaching out. And, man, sent me an email, boom, thanks all the time. Yeah. That's why I, I, when you look at your Instagram and, like, how much time I spend on Instagram, I'm like, fuck. That is a full-time but, job. But... I do a lot of business off Instagram, whether it's networking, DMing, actually selling products. Like a lot of people message me with questions to Cole Holly or the Moto Store on Instagram to Remember Nation. So it's yeah, it's a full time job. In my average, I I'm not I don't even want to say it. It's bad. <laughs> what is you it? Know, but uh, it's like a little less than three hours a day. That's, that's not bad. That's, that's not, not bad because I real at first I was like, damn, but that's three hours straight. But then I realized mm. it's really not that bad because. Um, I'm not gonna call anybody out, but I was talking to some other people that don't own a business, and they had two hours a day. So another like, guy like, or girl, a girl. Okay. So I, I'm not not like it matters, just for perspective. So I'm like, yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't feel as bad now. Because don't get me wrong, I do sometimes. I'm mindlessly scrolling, but majority of the time I'm interacting in some it's way. It's very bizarre how many people will bash on mindlessly scrolling and then do it without realizing it and then Everybody you call them out. Everybody does it. The, well, the worst is because I've had this conversation with a few people and they're like, no, I don't. And then like five minutes later. They look over and they're doing it. Dude. And it's the ones that don't own a business, don't have any. And it's like, what are you doing? Nothing. They click out of it, delete it, like go t- like disassociate. Yeah. Like, you were doing it. And like, no, I wasn't. I'm like, then what were you doing? <laughs> You weren't checking the weather. What was it? So and so's birthday. You were leaving a comment. No, no, no. Yeah. you weren't posting. Yeah, yeah no shit. Yeah. You were, were you sharing your current look? No. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, and I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think when you get caught in the trap and you you're nine hours <laughs> you're nine hours in, then there's an issue. You got like caught you're, by you're the black addicted. hole of fucking Mark Zuckerberg. But they, I I realized early on when Instagram came out, I learned I liked it. Like the bike scene popped on Instagram, and I liked spending my time on there. So I created a business revolved around when yeah. I could spend time on Instagram. I guess the worst. I'm not calling anybody out. 
it's the people that share stuff that just share it for engagement. It's like, oh. there's people that share it. Like, literally, if there's 24 hours in the day, they've shared 24 posts. Once an hour. They find something to share. Well, it's not even their own content. Yeah. yeah. I know a few people like and that. And I understand there's certain things that are funny or politically, you're like, I want my followers to see this. Yeah. But it's like, then there's the people that are like... They literally just shared uh, the, the viral video of the day. You're just... You're, you, you're seeking conversation by posting this just so you can go back and comment through... It's wild. It's wild. It's a weird place we're in, man. I love everybody. I love you all. No, no negativity to be put out there. I'm just yeah, we're just talking just things ex- we observe. Yep, hundred percent. Just explaining how I explain our thoughts. So, careless moto store ride coming soon. That's that's the main foot point. Yeah, should we do it? Should we yeah. do it, guys? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. It's, it's gonna be in Dallas. I was gonna ask where where should we do it at, but it'll be in Dallas. Dallas is the move for riding. If you guys haven't noticed, if you don't follow anybody that lives in Dallas that rides. You need to because it is the spot. St. Louis is cool too, but Dallas is nice. It's very nice when the cops don't mess with you. Allen is not the spot. Heard uh, that. Allen, Texas? <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there to ride. Bad news. Yeah. I feel hey, but Maxim is a great place to go buy your bike. Maxim is awesome. Shout out to Maxim. Actually, I did a test ride over the weekend at Maxim. It was really? cool. We t- test oh, is that where you put your bike. head in the cutouts? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that was pretty around, funny. Yeah. I literally I was like, wonder where that's at. It made sense. It was at Maxim. Yeah. But then I saw something in the background, but I was like, but maybe that's not. Yeah, shout out to Maxim. They had Yamaha come out, and we got uh, me, Pickles, and Meg. And even see we was up there, but he didn't ride. We all got to test ride some new bikes. Huh. I wish you'd go to something like that, because that'd be a good, like, very slow pace, like, very entry level, simplistic, like, yeah. Thing. Jump on this in a controlled environment. I think, I think they make have your motorcycle license. I think. I can't play the careless card? Like, I could care less about that license. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to so be that guy. So, the guy that signed me up, I tried to have a, some people, I tried to have a conversation, and he was not about it. He wasn't even talking. But then mm-hmm. Tommy was like, yo, he's just, he's just like the truck driver. Yeah. And now he got stuck signing people up. And I was like, okay. Oh, Tommy would be able to read that situation. Yeah, he, he got too. it. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Because I was like, why is this dude, like, he must fucking hate me. Like, yeah, I was like, hey, sense. how's it going? He's like, good. He, like, he was told just to drop it off at 8 a.m. He wasn't told yes. he was working the fucking sign-in booth. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was not about it. I do love those test rides. Because I, I, for some reason, I thought you were there when we test drove the slingshots in Vanderhalls. No. That was fucking. So fuck a slingshot. Very fuck a slingshot. Fuck a T-Rex. Vander Hall for the Sadly, win. I have not got to drive any of them. Okay, I got I'm a dealership. Very disappointed. We are going to in Denton, and Let's we will it. drive them, bitches. Let's do it. They I've literally. I'm not saying the name of the spot, but they literally. We were like, I felt bad. We were drinking beers, like working our booth setup, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, you want to drive that." And I'm like, uh, I was like, "Yeah." It's like we've been drinking beers with you all morning, and I was like, and there "You really? Still okay? Yeah." He's like, "That's yeah. awesome." Right, right by a little. Uh, gas station so for reference I'm not going to say which gas station but they fucking went over there filled it up he's like alright I'll pull it up parked it right in front of our booth the keys in it and I was awesome. like I was like kind of like, yo your boss like, I mean because it was very open yeah. we were drinking beer we were chilling everybody knew we were all drinking beers and I was like they're not going to trip to, like fucking you're letting me take this bitch out on the highway so it was awesome I, I will off, never not on that. the highway not on the highway oh yeah, yeah for not sure. he took it around the parking lot exactly a uh, closed course yes with closed cones. course yes lots of cones closed course <laughs> but Vanderhall's yeah. on the real dude uh, yeah, I, I mean, that my, would be my, my one of my real goals is a T-Rex I, but I, I haven't driven that. one T-Rex is like actually has a performance and okay. Vanderhall's looked up maybe I, I didn't group the, I shouldn't have grouped the slingshot and the T-Rex but I just, I've heard that I've heard the Vanderhall shits on the slingshot literally all my life like I don't aspire to have like a, a flex on a buy everybody a watch in my team, but in my all my life I'd like to go to Vanderhall one day and she'd be like, "Hey, don't worry about unloading that truck, just come here and yeah. then just go to yeah. my team and be like Vanderhall, what color Vanderhall, do you want? Yeah. Vanderhall, Van- like that'd yo, be awesome. That dude. would be that are, toy. Vanderhalls are like forty. They're a little I think they're thirty to forty depending okay. on the trim package because I believe they have a turbo and a non-turbo. Okay, <sighs> bro. Yeah, I would love, I would love to test ride. That'd be I we have to go out there in a heartbeat. Those, there's like so many material things. Like that's pointless, and that's the yeah. one I'd be like, nope, I'm yeah, buying that's one. That's cool. Drove it. No I've seen a few fucking around in questions. Texas, and yeah, I would definitely. I sat in it, but I've never drove one. I would, I would, I would, in a heartbeat, get all my homies a Vanderhoff if, if so financially provided. Awesome. That would so be like so awesome. Rolex. That's cool, but that's not doing anything for you. Drive this shit, and if you don't smile. I don't think we're friends anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. It's one of those no, ones so you don't have to be like speeding, dude. Bro. I don't know if you'll get a bike before this or what, but we're going to get you in the riding scene. The next move is yeah. we're like five, maybe if we're all broke still then, like 10 years. 
Razors. We're all getting razors. Razor. Side by side. Off road. Oh, okay. I respect that. I respect that. Because you can go off road and you can drink all the fucking beer you want and you can drive the razor. Did you see the razor scooter outrun or the razor side by side outrun the cop at night? I have with the beer in the back. I I don't know. It was the thirty pack of cores and he's it's at night going through the woods. Yeah. Yeah, And that's a white crown Vic. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I literally watched it. I was like, Joe, he's going to get caught. He's going to get caught. That's and then he just kept tripping. Th- and, like, the cop, the video I saw, the Crown Vic went kind of deep into the woods. Yes. Where I would have been like, bail, yeah. bail, All even as a cop. Like in that section of trees that you Oh, can't dude, get you would have, like, destroyed. Spots. Yeah, and then he the got into a spot. I was like, how are you going to back out, dude? It's easy to pull in there when you have, yeah. like, bright headlights, beer. You're going to reverse snake drive at fuck, dude. No. I would wait. I would lock that hoe, come back in the daylight, and have, like, six guys with me. Nah. Yeah, nah. that's crazy. Yeah, I had a, side by I had a buddy with the side by side uh, back in Michigan, and he would he would run from the cops for sure. It was a street legal, and he'd ride in the streets, and he he was he could drive. He drove the fuck out of it. There's a lot more dirt roads and cornfields in Michigan, so it made it a little easier. But that's wild. Yeah, I watched that video, and I have a next a new level of respect for those things. I always knew they were badass. I always knew they had a lot of potential. But, dude, um, it'd be so fun. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, watch. I kept watching. It's, I was like, dude, this guy's gonna get caught. He's gonna get caught. He's gonna no, nope, never mind. I think when you get a little older, that's the move. Honestly, um, damn, I just had a train of thought. I lost it. Oh, but talking about me getting on a bike, dude, I was talking to Toaster about it, and I kind of talked to you, and, like, I really want to get, like, an old-school cafe, like, old-school Harley, and, like, just make it, like, a burnout That'd bike. That'd be dope. That'd be like, dope, bro. Because, I, I don't be honest, I don't, I literally, I, I think wheelies are so fucking cool, but with wheelies and stoppies, like, the risk factor is just greater than what I'm willing to take on. Not worth it. Yeah. It's, and I'm very at peace with that. Yeah. But, like, I would love to just fucking be on, like, an old fucking no, rag-out clapper Harley with, like, yeah. the fucking tape falling off the grips. You're like, what the... What a piece is you? are like, yeah, but all you have is burnouts. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> What'd you expect? Like and he's not he's not here to perfect. pop twelve. It's like be perfect. you'll never see him chasing a wheelie. Why? Because he can't do it. That's dude. That's yeah. That's How do you perfect. know the ride started? Evans out there doing burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a beer in one hand and he's doing his fucking throttle bash oh, down. Like, you ever seen a dude smoke a joint, drink a beer, and do burnouts <laughs> yeah. at the same fucking time? Ask Kevin. Yeah, ask Kevin. <laughs> that's when you know the ride's too, ready to go. Too, yeah, the ride's ready to go. <laughs> oh shit! Like the Duke's a hazard horn, or just something yeah. stupid that doesn't even make. <laughs> I found my piece. That is my part. And like, I was really talking to Tony about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I fuck." And he kind of said the same thing you did, but it's just hearing it from multiple people now. It's really hit home. He's like, "I don't give a fuck if you can really no. just be out there." And I was That's like, "Yo, tell people. I, I don't. Dude. Maybe the Grom's a little too small. Maybe I just need like a little kind of <clears throat> like his purple bike, but not near as custom. Yeah. Yeah, a very toned like, down like version. A, a sportster. Yeah, sportster, just like cafe, no fucking visor. Ca- Yo, just, old cafe racer would be dope too, dude. I just want. I literally. I can just do a decent burnout and a halfway drift. That's I've visited myself. That is oh, Evan in the bike it. scene. You got oh, cool got circles it. and stoppies and hopping shit, and then you got Evan just right in the middle of the <laughs> burnouts. I get, we we could do it, bro. How I'm gonna merge my drift aspect <laughs> with your bike right stunting? In. I'll be that guy. I am so happy with that. Like, that is my only just goal. Just to get out there. Yeah, exactly. Like oh yeah, you see Evan. He's part of bike night doing burnout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit. Even if you're not doing nothing. Yeah. You're fucking riding, so that is that is bikes and bullshit. All right, that's that's Tori's show. I'm sorry, name drop. I love Tori. Yeah, yeah. Shout There's out to bikes and bullshit coming at you, but hell yeah. I don't know why I just yelled Tori's show name. Damn, we're, Tori, we're stealing your show name. Yeah, we're stealing your show name. This is bikes and bullshit volume two. <laughs> nah, dude. But yeah, so you got Tori out there, you got Tommy out there, you got Cole out there. Everybody's popping wheelies and stoppies and doing badass shit, and then just Evan straight through the center. Rolling a burnout. It's gonna be nasty. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Now I'm not like fucking get it at motostore.com, order a new rear tire. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be my biggest customer, a Bro, tire a week. I'm fine with it because I'm not gonna be breaking mad bones. <laughs> like, yep. I can still back the homies. You know, the problem is, though, then someone goes down, it's not gauge up on the back because it's a Harley. You yeah, know what I mean? Okay, it's, it's, okay. it's not like a Supra. You're not nuts to butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so there's, back the rest room. of it all. There's room. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to get Harley too. I'm trying to get a lot of bikes, but it's all it's all about the budget. I just want a clapper Harley, dude. Cause see, with the supermotos, it's like more insinuation to look clean, but like with a Harley, it's like it's, it's older okay, bike. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's like more socially acceptable. But I think I could see you on a cafe racer with like they got the brown seats and. Like, I had this vision when I was talking to Tony about it, and I was like, "Man, that's totally my area, my lane. That's the move. I'll be on the far left. <laughs> that's the move. Mid pack, far left. As long as dude, yep." That is my chest Everybody play. Everybody love it. Yeah. As long as you don't run into them, that's all they care about. Perfect. Yep. Don't, I won't, I won't, because I won't be doing any tricks. Yep. It's perfect. 
Perfect. Right? No shit. Thinking, dude, I watched I watched a guy the other day. Um, he decided to go, which is like happens regularly. It's okay. There's a sidewalk here. We can't see. So there's a sidewalk on the right and a car is in his lane. And he decides to go in between the car and the sidewalk. And the car was not happy with that move. The car had three lanes open on the left. He could have did it whatever he wanted. Scooched over, not scooched over. Everything was okay. The car was not happy this bike passed him. So the car hits the bike. Um, fucked his own car up like dumbass uh, this is downtown I don't know downtown somewhere I don't know it's throughout too many details and there was some police officers right there and now this dude on his bike are spinning across the ground because the car decided to hit him off the bike and um, thankfully the cops were I think they were traffic cops directing traffic and they were not super motivated to make an arrest or do anything to get this guy so the guy had enough time to walk over to his bike and pick it up and off he went. But that's just a quick note for anybody out there. Just if you guys are on some big group rides and you go between a car and a sidewalk, just know that car does not always stay in place and they're not always happy you're passing them. So keep your eyes open for that. That's wild. Try not to pass in between a sidewalk because he had no out. If you pass on the left and when there was open lanes, he could probably, if the car didn't swerve too hard, he could have scooched over. But he couldn't scooch over because he hit the sidewalk. So he got What kind of bike? A uh, sport bike. Okay. Yeah, with a cage. It was a stunt bike, thank God. Hmm. So the bike was spinning around. It was still rolling. It was still running when he went to pick it up and got My mom had mentioned very recently, she's like, yeah, you guys got to be careful on this bike stuff. She's like, she sees it on the news. She's like, they're being less forgiving. They're being more spiteful, yeah. more direct, and less forgiving, more make a, let's make an example out of you. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy that I told you about, I showed you the video, mm-hmm. dragged the cop on the four-wheeler. Yeah. 40... 40 tips of who he was. The police received 40 tips, and he had a mask on, to my knowledge. So they got him. The, yeah, he got caught. What did he get charged with? Uh, I don't know yet, but I'm sure it won't be good. Oh, my God. That's going to be a bad charge. I was hoping they... I thought he would get away with it, honestly, with a mask, but 40 tips they got. So that's somebody... You know, it sucks. Like, he didn't even ask for that situation. Yeah, like, that cop grabbed him. No, that's stupid. So I don't know. And if I went he, to Spain, the bulls are running through the street, and I grabbed on one of those bulls. Am I? Do we can go you, kill you, the bull? Grab onto a moving car that's yeah. running from you? Absolutely not. Yeah, that's a uh, one more sidebar on the Harley thing. That's another reason I think it's perfect. Is because if I'm not ready to fucking run, you just pull over. Yeah, like dude, I want a fucking Harley, man. I was. I just met yeah. these dudes. Yeah. yeah, no shit. I was going to get ice cream, and then I saw a pack of bikes, and I was like, "Man, ice cream can wait." Yeah, right. <laughs> this, these dudes seem cool. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yep. It, it's perfect. It literally doesn't get any better. Somebody pulled over at the SBK ride for us. Uh-huh. Um, I would not for me, but he was in a smaller pack. But yeah, uh-huh. uh, the cop was chasing him, and he decided to pull over. And the cop told him, like, "Hey, basically, like, fuck your friends." Like, yeah, fuck asshole. those guys. I don't yeah. like them anyway. But he got no ticket. His shit was all street legal, so. So no ticket, and the whole group got away. Yeah, I'll be that guy. I'll be a scapegoat. Yeah, fucking yeah. I'll pull over. You guys keep going. We'll buy you beers after. Yeah. There you go. I'm fine with that, dude. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I just I keep thinking this. Buy you beers because I don't run, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever may have hypothetically got you, I owes you a beer. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was. I would like that would even make a funny viral clip of me like pulled over on this fucking old cafe. Like, dude, bro, where's your friend? I'm like, get you on. What friends? Did you, you see anyone else on a fucking? <laughs> Ragged out fucking bike that looked like my grandpa <laughs> passed it down to me. No, all those guys are cheap. clearly cool. You can find them on YouTube right here. <laughs> Here's all their pro- yeah, no shit. Actually, I have a profile of all of our affiliate athletes where you can find a, a great headshot <laughs> followed by all their social handles oh. and a convenient shipping address and a wheelie, a wheelie shot, too. Yeah, right? So, you know Down what their bike 75. looks like on 12. <laughs> oh, shit, good times. I pay somebody to ride my bike, just letting you guys know. It's not me. That's honestly... I don't pay him. He just... Some guy comes over and rides my bike. It's weird. It's know. funny he's in a khakis just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a uniform laid out for him. I have a stunt rider. It's all for, for the, the gram. Record. It's yeah. all for the gram. So I can impress chicks on my Tinder account. Yep. That makes sense. Gram. D- legal disclaimer, uh, this is not me riding my bike. Yep. <laughs> that officer, that's why I don't have a plate on it. It's not me riding it. <laughs> Why would I put a plate on it for this other guy? Yeah, right. That's weird. Uh, mine's show bike only. That's enough incriminating evidence for one hour. Yep. We're out of here. Is there anything else you'd like to share for this no. uh, exclusive audio experience, Cole? I think that's it. That's all I got for today. So this is Karis After Hours. We are here with the Moto Store. Cole Holly, infamous kill all streets. Holly. 
and myself, <laughs> Evan, we'll which I'll it. be ruining Evan, all tires shortly. Evan, yeah, <laughs> slay all tires. <laughs> I'm fucking fine with that. Master. I'm fine with that. We're bringing him out, right? I'll be the side. I'm the hype man. You guys are the rappers. I'm just the You'll hype do- man. I, I got a vision already. You'll be in the middle doing burnouts, and me and somebody other people would do circle wheelies around you. I'm just like the softener. I'm just like yes. the comedic yes. opening experience. You guys do this stuff. I'm just gonna go straight through the center, <laughs> adding right. smoke to the experience. When you see the smoke and hear the fucking Harley Rose and the ride's ready to go. Right here. Tagline, adding smoke to the show. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> Changing the IG name. All right, I love you all. We love you all. Thank yes, you so much, you guys. XSM, for the studio space. It is a great experience. We will be back next Tuesday. So thank you so much for the support, y'all. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, all major platforms for getting audio. We are on it. Hours Podcast. One was careless.